we are. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio, um, brought to you by Helping Hands Maid Services. They do maid services throughout Chicagoland area, don't they? They do maid services. Yes, they clean houses. And they help us once a month over here. And they do a wonderful job. They Thank do a you. wonderful job. Helping Hands. And their email or their website is helpinghandsmaidservices.com, 630-530-1324. One call does it all. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a term today called childism, which is something that I'd never heard before an hour ago. Yes, or, or we a, just read about it for the first time. Or a childist. Childist so, or childism. So we're going to explain that. Uh, but I'm all juiced up. I can tell. You're all like you got your hands up in the air. Yeah, and I'm usually pretty calm, but I just, uh, my ego is engaged. That's the best way I can Or maybe see. your heart's engaged because you feel strongly. Maybe. All I know is I'm upset. Oh, okay. So our good friend just literally an hour ago sent us this instant message about this picture of a man and his daughter. And the daughter was about 12 years old. So a dad and his daughter, okay. And the man has this big smile on his face from ear to ear. And his daughter is wearing a t-shirt on it. And it's a picture of the dad. And I don't know, is the dad smiling? or is No, it, and it, he has no shirt on. In, so the, the daughter is wearing a t-shirt and her dad is on the t-shirt and he looks really scary. scary. And then underneath the picture of him it says, Try me with exclamation points. And the reason why she is wearing the shirt is because she stayed out past curfew. So the way that he was going to discipline discipline her is by making her wear this shirt every day to school for a week. And the reason it's so uncomfortable initially, and why I think you're juiced up, is that the girl looks so upset. She's obviously a preteen or, you know, and she's sad. And he is, like, elated. Right. Or it it looks like that in the picture. Like, yeah, like the picture... uh, the. The picture on the T-shirt is him scary, scary, but it's a picture of he next to his daughter with his daughter wearing the T-shirt, and he's smiling, pointing at the T-shirt, saying, like, look at what I did. Look at what a good parent I am. Look how great I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm already struggling because um, I feel like I, you know, you see plenty of pictures of, of parenting tactics that I don't agree with all the time. Mm-hmm. But then I started reading through some of the comments, and some of the comments, and I... I copy and pasted some of them and i'll just throw these out there one person says that's a good way good way to remind her about authority it's better than spanking yelling or grounding her maybe she'll remember better next time to be early next one says she took off that she'll take that off as soon as she was out of sight a shirt under or in her bag so basically this woman was saying she was focusing on the fact that she wasn't going to wear the shirt right the, it, the shirt will she come off focusing on the logistics. which is another um element i'd like to incorporate because obviously um, once this kid assuming she goes to college the dad's not going to be there to instill these fear tactics Mm -hmm. because the girl is going to be on her own but that's a different But the fear is instilled and i don't mean the fear is instilled meaning he's point is this girl's going to go crazy once she goes to college because or maybe she won't maybe she'll still be shut down right and you and you may be right but my what i may be crazy (laughs) but you may you may be right (laughs) I may be crazy, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. It's a great. Everybody great had that album. Glass Houses. When we were fifth grade, sixth grade. Fifth grade for me, sixth grade for you, probably. Yeah, because I'm older and wiser. So, um, and, and I don't want to get on the college thing. But wait, can can you stop? Because I was yes. in the middle of a point, and you stopped me. Sorry. The fear is instilled, and what I mean by that is, I don't mean she's going to follow rules and authority. I mean that that. Something has occurred where she has been shamed, and that is instilled. Right, and you want to talk about shame anyway, so it's all fitting together. Yes. 
So, and then, uh, sorry, but I need to say a few more. One person says, good to see a parent who gets their point across to their child, way to go. There's others that are like completely belligerent. They say, effing awesome. <laughs> yeah. Great job. I love it. I may have to remember this in a few years. And then the last one I copied was, what happened when I smarted off? I'll, I'll clean it up a little bit. I got smacked. It's called discipline, and I will do the same to my children, and I dare anyone to say something to me about it. Disciplined children become respectable youth and eventually respectable adults. This timeout BS, BS and the other psychotherapy crap that's out there nowadays just doesn't cut it. Okay. Well, the other crap out there is our message, <laughs> and it's not going to cut it. And my problem is if we just say how crazy we think these parents are. I don't think they're crazy. I think that they have been taught this. I think they're um, – let's just say that um, we s- severely disagree on our parenting philosophy. Sure. I can say that. And it's very easy for me to get an ego and just say these people are crazy. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't do any good. No. I want to get to the part where we can connect with these people instead of me calling them crazy, which I think they are. Well, and and that's because we're focusing on the surface level. We're focusing on we're right, you're wrong, or they're saying we're right, you're wrong, and none of that does anything. What The reason why I say I don't think they're crazy is because crazy would mean that they're completely out of their mind and they're doing something way out of you know the norm. And in their world, that is normal, meaning that is how they were parented. Right. And they look around and they think that any child that's smarting off, and we're going to get into this about childism and mm-hmm. being a childist, is somehow disrespectful because that's what they were taught. When they were young and they would state an opinion or they would stand up for themselves, or they would ask for help, the parent basically either, like she said, cocked, you know, smacked them, mm-hmm. or um, you know, told them to shut up, or, or did something, demeaned them, demeaned them that told them to them. back down, and you're, not, and you're not as worthy as me. Right. Now, again, that parent who did that, they were taught that. Do you yeah. see how this is a yeah. cycle? So to say they're crazy isn't fair. I know. But to say that they are are now parenting from a place of shame and fear, yes. Yes. And um, I know all that. It's just it gets emotional because right. I think I of, you know, this girl's a 12-year-old. I don't know what it was like when she was three. But my guess is it probably wasn't very loving and calm. Calm is probably guilt, shame, and fear just like we always talk about. Right. So um, – I, I just feel like how – I don't know how – because the people who I would like to communicate our message to don't want to hear it. Right. They probably don't listen that much. How – or hear it from us or anybody else. Right. Well, they can't – let's talk about that when I say they, they don't listen. They don't listen to the show. That's very surfacey. But even if someone were to say, you know, that could cause this, that, or the other, they couldn't hear it. Correct. Because if they heard it, that would mean that their parents didn't do something well. Right. Or that their childhood was painful, which right. means that they would have to look back on that and feel that right. instead of say, no, that's the way you do it. Because if it's the way you do it, then they're all good mm-hmm. and they can keep doing what they're doing. It takes a lot of work to look at things that were painful and to say, I would like to do it differently. Right. That's huge. And so for those of you who listen, who you know wake up and think, oh, I'm just not, I wish I could do this differently or I'm not doing this, th- this well, just the fact that you're trying to do something different than right. maybe what was done. Yeah, change it up. Change it up. Break That's the cycle. Huge. Break the cycle. Yeah. I think we should give ourselves more credit than we often give ourselves credit. Well, and I think our listeners, um, maybe there's plenty of people out there that are listening for the first time, but most of them, I think, are 
uh, put it this way, their philosophy of parenting is similar to ours. Otherwise, they would not be listening to this True, show. True, I agree. I just would love to connect to these people who aren't listening. And well, I don't know how to do it. Well, I think that, first of all, um, we should talk about what this is. You know, this thing, this philosophy that we are trying to discuss. Like, instead of just the surface of they're wrong, that... That's just Doesn't silly. Help. That's like what we do in politics. We blame, we point fingers. Let's talk about why these things happen. Well, I don't know why it happens, but I, I feel like one thing that I do is I, I do my best to look at each of my daughters, ages five, eight, and nine. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> are, are my equal. Okay. We are on the same level. Right. And I think these, for lack of a better term, parents, I was going to call them crazy, but I'm not going to, right. who have this other philosophy, think that they are the superior. Right. And the children are the inferior. Correct. And and that's that's really what I would love to instill to these parents. You would like them to understand that just because this is a child, it doesn't make them any less less worthy or less important. Or um, they, it's not that they shouldn't be heard or that their point isn't valued just because they're a child. Right. Now, our job, and you're right. Mm-hmm. Our job as a parent is because we are grown and we are we are the adults, we need to support them and help them and guide them and set structure and boundaries so we can keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And I mean safe emotionally mm-hmm. and safe physically. Right. Um, but doing these kind of actions where we shame our children doesn't keep them emotionally safe. Right. It actually starts to instill things that will later come back to bite them or bite them every day for that matter. And to your point, these same people who are using these type of parenting techniques are the that was used upon them. Right. They, they are in this place of fear themselves. Of course. They, they're just doing what they know how to do. And when someone sees a picture like this, they say, thank God, mm-hmm. other people do this too, or this was done yeah, to other people. There's, there's a normalcy. There's safety. There's and, safety in numbers. Yeah. And when somebody else does that, they'll say, I'm going to use that too, because that'll teach them. And it, the thing is, is if you are an adult who is not heard as a child, and you don't have, and you haven't gone through things where you've, you've, become more self-aware about Mm -hmm. that or understood that, you're just going to repeat what happened. I mean, and that's why, again, I know you're not using the word crazy, but that's not a fair word because they just are doing what they know how to do. And they have to either see themselves and understand what's going on themselves. That's why self-aware parenting is so important. That's why I love the that language, self-aware parent, is because everything you're going to do with your kids has to do with you understanding yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. If you understand yourself, if you understand your upbringing, if you understand, um, and I'm not saying you got it all down or that you've healed it all, but if you at least have some perspective on it, right. then you can make different choices. Right. And we should be making different choices because we're evolving. Right. Break the cycle. Break the cycle. Not because our parents were bad or awful necessarily at all, but because maybe this worked, but this didn't. So the job of our job is to evolve and then shift something for the next generation. Like for this generation, I'll just give some really basic examples that we're already shifting. Let's have a better understanding of food. Let's have a better understanding of technology. Let's have a better understanding of recycling. Mm -hmm. Let's have a better understanding of taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and how important imagination and creativity. And those are really just baseline things. But my point is, is don't we know that that's our goal is to constantly evolve? Well, and I think um, um, I'm going to keep using crazy. (laughs) I'm so shocked by that. But they... um, there's a whole nother level of this with the whole social media thing. Right. Like these dads and these moms are posting these pictures. Like it's one thing to have this parenting philosophy 
and do it in the confines of your house, but to put it on social media and to tell the world, look what I did. Now, what is that well, all about? Let's talk that through. You know what that is. Why are they posting their pic- picture of kid? Sorry, let me start over. Why are they posting that picture? Let's talk this through. Like, don't they are posting that picture to show everybody how they are in control? Exactly. There's your answer. That's exactly. It's control. It's saying my kids aren't going to bully me. Mm-hmm. My kids aren't going to take advantage of me. My kids aren't going to tantrum. My kids aren't going to not get along. I'm going to show them how they're going to get along by doing this by making them wear the same shirt that says what does that shirt say? Our get along shirt. Sure. Which get along shirt? That picture you showed me. me. No, not the try me one. You showed me a blog before that of a bunch of kids wearing a shirt. Oh, this one. Yeah. It's it's this big t-shirt of like a dad's t-shirt and they put two kids in one t-shirt and the t-shirt on the front says the we will get along shirt. So the kids have no choice but to be stuck together. They stick them both in, I don't know. And here's the thing. And, And again, some parents may say, oh, that's no big deal. But here's the thing. These children are not getting along for a reason. There's right. something that is not being communicated. They're feeling unheard. They're feeling like they're not being noticed. They're feeling like someone is bothering them or in their space. And instead of dealing with what the issue is, we say, your brother and sister, you have no choice to get along. I'm going to stick you in this shirt and and force this on you. Right. We're missing an essential element. Yeah, you need to get... Um another layer or two below yes. that like why like how is this fixing it i'm i'm looking i'm literally looking at this picture and then these parents take these pictures of it and put it up which i don't understand you know how it's fixing it it's shaming them they're afraid they they feel innately bad about themselves right. they're being told that who they are mm-hmm. isn't good mm-hmm. or at least isn't in this moment no. which they internalize as being and so it does calm the behavior and that's the thing is the parents will say see it works Mm -hmm. but what they are doing while solving the problem in the moment is also causing their child to start to not trust their sense of being and to not trust who they are and to think that something is innately wrong with them which is by definition what shame is shame is i think something not i think I feel that something is innately wrong with me. Guilt is I just did something that was wrong. So it's action versus shame is I feel. So these things start to be like, uh, you know, this becomes their running tape in their head and it affects every aspect of their lives. So again, when parents come to me and they say it a lot, well, I do spank my kids or I do do this kind of thing where I make them wear a t-shirt or, you know, I make them wear a dunce cap in some way, shape, or form. They'll say, but it works. But we've got to take a broader perspective. we got to step back and say, it works in the moment, so, shoo, you don't have to deal with Short it. Short-term versus long-term. Right, but what are you teaching them mm-hmm. about who they are? And that is our job as parents, is to raise children who trust in who they are. Intrinsically motivated to make good choices. And if their choices are based on not getting in trouble or not getting spanked, that's extrinsic, that's surfacy, and it's not going to stick. It's not going to stick because they won't do it around you anymore, mm-hmm. but they'll do it behind your back. Well, and I'm going back to the college example. Like, I think of, you know, where you, you hold such tight grips on your kids when they're in high school, mm-hmm. and then the minute they get to college, I know we've talked about this on the show before, but they get to college, and then they, they have this whole world in front of them that where there are no limitations, and maybe those are the kids who get alcohol poisoning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, they don't know how to set their own boundaries. They don't know how to set their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
and I want you to talk for I want to talk about one of our partners in a second, but I want you to talk about the difference between these two words, punishment versus consequences. You can do that, right? Yeah. Don't do it yet. Oh. Though. Um so our second sponsor is Tree of Life Chiropractic mm-hmm. Care. And they are our chiropractor. We're going they there are. tomorrow yes. at four o'clock. Yes. And she does an amazing job. Yes, she does. Keep your kids healthy. Um, get and your power yourself. cranked on. Mm-hmm. Um, make time to take care of yourself. Healthy families by choice. Not by chance. Chirotree.com. They're here in Elmhurst. 630-941-8733. And then one other quick thing. I want you to talk about your retreat. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about it at the beginning. It actually starts a week from today, which is today's Monday. So February 18th, um, I'm doing a retreat it is called Peace in the Home. The focus is on anxiety. If you feel that your child is experiencing a lot of anxiety or they're expressing anxiety, um, we're going to discuss that. And also, um, if you feel anxiety, because often our children's anxiety causes our anxiety or vice versa. You know, it's all connected, so we can't focus on one without the other. So again, this is a virtual retreat. It's all done via email. Todd and I are going to do um, five-minute shows every day, um, maybe longer. Yep. And so we offer that as like a discussion of what it's ever being discussed via email. There may, Some social networking opportunities. There's nowhere to be. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do except what you want to do. It's like what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. And I'll offer up what I have. And uh, how do you find out about that? Oh, I'm sorry. KathyCAdams.com. It's on my homepage of my website. Again, KathyCAdams.com. And you just click on it. And you can register there. You can pay there um, You know, once you click on the, the site. And it's uh, very simple. And if you can't figure it out, just email us, message us at what? Comments? Comments at ZenParentingRadio.com. Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between punishment and consequences? Well, punishment is, is punitive. It's... Um, you know, it's because you did this, um, you need to feel bad about this. Right. And I'm going to show I'm, you why I'm going you're going to feel, you bad. feel I'm bad. Gonna, I'm going to make you feel bad. Consequences, because you exhibited this behavior, this is what naturally is going to happen. If you stay out past curfew like this little girl did, then you're telling me I can't trust you to go out. Right. And so, or that you're going to have to come home earlier or that I'm going to have to come pick you up mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to be dropped off by your friends because you're showing me with your actions that this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's trust being broken. But at the same time, I try and talk to the girls about not so much you're breaking the trust as we're trying to create trust. Mm-hmm. So let's go on the upswing rather right. than the downswing. Glass like, is half full. JC went, um, the other day, she went over to play with her friend across the park. Mm-hmm. And I said, be back at five. And she left. She goes, okay, five. And she left and I knew she didn't have a watch. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like run after her and be like, how are you going to know? But I thought, you know what? Right. She's nine years old. She's a smart girl. She's, she needs to figure it out. And then at like 10 after five, I was like, okay, we're getting to that time. And then finally, you know, I looked out the window. I was actually getting my coat on because it was like four minutes. It was like 5.15 by then. And I was getting my coat on to go get her. And I saw her walking back. And she walked in and she said, I'm sorry, I didn't have a watch. And when I ran in the house to check the time, it was already, you know, eight after. And then I got my boots on and blah. And so, again, she still, I still said to her, honey, you know, you still were late. Mm -hmm. And these are things that I can't let you go over there Mm -hmm. unless you're going to be here on time. But it was kind of like a learning in itself. Oh, yeah. Like she knew. She took full responsibility. Right. I didn't. And so I said, we need to get you a watch or something that you can bring with you. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. So it was kind of like, like you said, respecting our children um, in that moment is I don't think she was trying to disobey me. I don't think she was trying to be oppositional or defiant. I think it was literally a learning experience. Right. Like I didn't have access to time. Right. And once I found out what time it was, I was already late. Right. And so... Um, 
it was a worthy discussion. Well, so. and from a tool, like I always like to try to give uh, other parents certain tools that we've learned. Did you just spill on yourself? Oh, my God. She's choking into her hands. I didn't even say anything funny. Oh, there she walked away. Um, so we're in the middle of the show, and my wife just walked away. And now she's laughing, and she's coming I'm back. Sorry, you made me laugh. What did I say? I don't know. I Well... Just talking to the mic so people can hear you. <laughs> Keep going. I don't even know what I was talking about. Punishment and consequences. Oh, I know. But it was something more specific than that. Thanks a lot, Buster Brown. We were talking about JC, not having a clock. Um, you want to give them enough uh, room to make a mistake. Oh, I, I want to give certain parents tools that we've learned. Oh, okay. And whether or not your kid's 3 or 13, I think it's very important to maintain eye contact whenever you're giving the consequences and that you're not like if your kid's three, get down to their level. And we talk about it all the time. Right. But it's worth saying again. Right. You don't know how demeaning it looks. Like if you kind of are sitting Meaning on. it feels. If you're sitting on the ground and somebody from who's standing up is talking to you, it's just a an energetic, weird feel to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're sitting Indian style on the ground for whatever reason, and then some person is speaking very firmly to you from standing up regular. Well, just practice it. You were talking about giving tools, and one of the things that's that's interesting is you get down on your knees and mm-hmm. have your child stand above you and talk to you right. and see how that feels. And again, it's not that you and I are getting down to knee level constantly. Right. I mean, that would be dishonest to but, say we're doing that. But in the serious conversation, But in the serious conversation, right. it, it is a, if anything, leaning over, hand right. on the shoulder, connect eye contact, connection. And th- that's the thing is... You have to have, because I still want to get into what being a childist and childism is, because that's going to lend to this discussion. Because if your belief system is that your child wants to defy you Mm -hmm. and that your job is to break them, Mm -hmm. then you are going to come from a very different platform of parenting. Yeah, you're trying to break them like they're a horse or something. Because your belief system is such that they need it. If you believe that your child is innately good Mm -hmm. and that they love you and feel connected to you and they want to do good in the world, but sometimes they don't know what those limitations are and that, you know, it's kind of like we say making mistakes is the best thing that can happen to them because that's how they learn. Yeah, right. That's how they get an understanding of how the world works. So we can't expect them to not make mistakes. Right. Um, so will you please describe yes. childism? Okay. So there's this, and I've never, you know, we've been doing the show for over two years. Okay. And I've never heard of this term called childism. Neither have I. So there's this woman, her name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Young Brule, and she wrote a book called Childism, Childism Confronting Prejudice Against Children. And this is what it says, childish beliefs that children are burdensome and absorb more than their share of resources, that they should serve adults, that they are property, that they lack reason, that they are rebellious and must be broken through harsh discipline, Mm -hmm. do not reflect current scientific knowledge about children's development capabilities and needs. It is childism when adults interpret children's dependence as inferiority and thus deny children's rights. We are childish when we transform the adult responsibility to care for children into an excuse to exercise unchecked power. So can I just re-say that? And yes, then, say, okay. it, say So it. basically what she's saying is that the childish beliefs, or what childism is, and people will laugh like we have another ism here. Can you go back to sure, that? Sure, sure. Just so I make sure that I make all the points. Oops. Is that 
we have an understanding of that, or someone who believes this, they think that a child is uh, burdensome, mm-hmm. that they take more than they should, that basically they're a pain in the butt, right. that they're that they're here to serve us, mm-hmm. that they belong to us, yeah. they are not their own individuals, that they lack any understanding or reason. Now, what she's saying is that the, this does not reflect what we know, scientific knowledge about children. That's It's very incorrect. Obviously, it feels incorrect. It make, makes my heart hurt to say it. But we also know, because some people need the research, that's not the truth. Right. You know, that's not how child, a child's uh, brain is developed. You know, they have, they are a complete human being the in themselves. The minute they're born. The minute they're born. So, the, you know, the most important thing here is someone who is practicing childism, they interpret a child's dependence as inferiority. And so then they deny them rights mm-hmm. to being to being valued and mm-hmm. being a human being. So again, there, this there are this is like anything. There's a um, what's a spectrum. a spectrum where we may do that in moments just because we're kind of like tired of you yeah. know dealing with children, and so we you know um, what's the word? I'm lack of words. Um, we take the role of you are inferior, right? Okay, we take on the role of I am, you know, Superior. in charge of you. Right. Um, so, and then that happens sometimes because there's some truth to I am in charge of you, and I do need time away. Right. And, you know, obviously, I believe in self care and all right. that kind of thing. But we have to have an innate belief system that our children are human beings who need to be valued for who they are. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that understanding, it is difficult to parent from this place that you and I always discuss. So when you were talking about at the beginning of the show, how do we help these parents? Because really, even though you're, you know, kind of being funny about it, really that's all we want to do is support them. Um, It is the way that we do that is helping them understand that their children are full human beings. Well, here's the problem. Okay. Um, this I'm going back to that picture of that dad with the picture on his face. Okay. There was 19,000 people that liked that picture. Yes, I know. There's 2,700 shares and there's 735 comments. Okay. And we're guessing, because we read through a bunch of them, about 20% are parents saying, This is, this is not okay, mm-hmm. this is abusive towards a child, all that. But there's 80% saying, rock on, keep right. on going. Right. If we can do anything else, it is to stand up. Right. When we see this on Facebook or Twitter and call them out and say, I do not agree with this. I believe that this child should be loved and not shamed. No, it's interesting because I would not do that on Facebook. Why? Because I don't want to engage in a conversation through social networking where it's going to get defensive on both sides. So how do we... By doing this show, Toddy. I mean, just by having everybody this conversation. Has a show. I know, but I guess my point is, is that there are some people that go on there and they do that, and that is their personality. I'm just saying that I choose to not engage in those discussions, especially when I know I'm setting myself up, because people behind a computer will say and do things that I don't want to bring into my system. Mm-hmm. If if I if I am in a situation in a room, like I do. Um, presentations I teach I you know so I'm confronting people face to face a lot it's not really confrontation I'm with people face to face and they will present things like I spank and that's what I do and I share my viewpoint it literally is my viewpoint and they beg to differ and disagree and that's fine but I'm not going to not share my viewpoint that is where I present it on this show but and but you, I'm not talking about you I'm oh. talking about Anybody listening to this, and if they witness something like this, and it is in their personality okay. to, stand, to make a stance, thing. Right. do it. 
And because where are all these people? And you don't have to say, hey, you're an effing idiot. You mm-hmm. say, this child should be loved and not hated. Okay, or not that's shamed. nice. You don't have to engage or stoop to the level of all these ridiculous comments okay. that are on this. Well, that's the thing is I think that um, I'm hearing you now, but when you say we need to get on there and state no, our I'm point, talk- it becomes an No, I'm talking to argument. our audience. Okay. And, and I understand that you need to be careful with your language yeah. because then all of a sudden... You're it, in a fight. If it becomes a shouting match... Yeah. Put it this way, though. I would rather have the shouting match than an absence of comments. Mm. Indifference. Yeah, indifference. That's right. Remember he said... Make a stance. The opposite of love is not not hate. hate. It's It's indifference. Right. Because it's when we pretend that these things aren't happening. But we all have our ways of doing it. Figure out your way to do it and be strong. And be strong for the people who can't stand up for themselves. Like this poor girl who is... Scared, terrified, and who knows what's going on with this picture? This may, I know this, this may be may a have picture. Been, this may like, have been photoshopped. I mean, who knows? But it doesn't matter. The message is the message, and there's plenty of parents out there that engage in these types of discipline tactics or think it's a good idea. And uh, now the naysayers, people that will disagree with this, you know what they'll, you know what they're saying right now? What saying those kids walk all over their parents, and they're mm-hmm. too soft, and no discipline. They're not going to have any idea how to get through in this in this world. Well, that's what we do. We say, if you're not going to do that, then the kids are going to walk all over you. We take the pendulum and we swing it all the way to the other side. We have to trust that there's a middle ground here, right. people. You have to trust that if you are listening to your children, having conversations, taking care of yourself, not yelling at your kids, allowing them to talk to you, listening, that something will be different. If you are going to just stop doing everything and say, well, I'm just going to, you know, talk kind to you all the time and not have consequences and and just see what happens. Well, yeah, they're not going to have any structure. But we have to remember balance. It is, you know, you have a day where maybe you yell Mm. and that's, you don't feel great about it. So you say, how can I work on that? Not how can I change my kids so I don't yell. Work on yourself. Work on you so you don't yell. And then the next day, try something different. We want these like Simple answers on how to parent. Yes, quick fixes. They don't exist. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people come to me or to anybody else who, you know, talks about parenting or to you, I know people come to you all the time now and say, tell me what to do about this. There is no simple answer. First, you have to tell me what's going on in the home. Second, you have to tell me how you're feeling. Third, you have to tell me, has anything changed in your child's life? Like, there's no, anytime, as we've discussed on the show, anytime there's a book that says, this is how you do it, don't deviate from this. Please forget that because you have to be human. Mm -hmm. We are not robots. There is not one way to do things. There are all different kinds of personalities and styles. And we just have to quit thinking we can control it. That's the word that everyone wants. I want to control it. Understand that your kid might surprise you and your kid might surprise you with good stuff or bad stuff. But if we're trying to control and keep them in this square box. Not going to work. It's not going to. Or it might work. But the kid in my opinion, is not going to fulfill their potential. Shame and fear is the way that we want to keep our children in the box. And if we choose to use those things and we say to everyone, well, at least they don't talk back or at least they don't act out, that may be true in that moment. But what is it teaching them about who they are? Mm -hmm. And that's the broad perspective. What is it teaching them about authority? What is it teaching about how they feel about themselves? And those are the things that we forget. Well, and what is it, you know, I'll go back to this um, example, and I brought it up many times in the past, but I've had arguments with other dads who I know, and they talk about, you know, the shotgun over the fireplace and be very intimidating towards a boy who would ever show up at their door and all that. And I go the other way. I'm like, no, I hope that my daughter has the ability 
to decipher whether or not somebody is good for her or bad for her. If I am going to be the disciplinarian and she's going to do whatever I say is okay, the minute she gets to college... She's not going to know who to forget choose. Forget it. She's not going to know what like, feels right. Like and the, in, the intimidation factor of, of a boy coming to the door is, I don't know, it just seems barbaric. Well, and here, here's what I want to add to that. But when she is making choices, there is discussion in the home about that. Right. Why do you like this person? Tell me about this boy. I would like to meet this boy right. before you go out with him. It doesn't mean we're hands off. Right. It means that we don't disrespect her by saying, you don't know what you're talking about. I do. And we tell her about sex. And we tell her about her body. And we tell her that boys, what they're interested in. There's no secrets. Mm-hmm. We're not protecting her from something that she doesn't know about. She is aware. And so we're giving her the information so she can make a very grounded and responsible decision. And will she make grounded and responsible decisions all the time? No. No. And then she will learn. And then we will be open to the discussion. And she'll she'll feel safe coming home saying, I didn't make a good choice. Like she did coming home 10, 15 minutes late. Right. She's running across with her snow pants running well, in. Well, yesterday they were on the computer and they were uh, they're trying to find pictures of animals on Google. Yeah. And JC said something to you like, I don't know if we should be looking at Google because didn't she? Well, she came in and said she was looking at pictures of animals and they were printing them off. And she said, can I look up Selena Gomez? Gotcha. And I said, you know what, honey? We don't have any parent controls on that computer. And I don't know what's out there under right. Selena Gomez. And she said, oh, she was so disappointed. I said, but I want you to know, I really appreciate you asking me first. Right. Because there could be things that pop up that you wouldn't know what to do with right. and I can't control that right. and so you know it was like a, it was a conversation well, and she wasn't afraid of what you might no, say That's because I didn't line. guilt and shame her about right. it most girls her age want to look up Selena Gomez and I said to her she said but I got to look up Taylor Swift the other day I go that's because I was in the office with you right. like I was right there yeah. so there was a different and, mm-hmm. and then we started talking about how someday she'll have her own computer we'll have right. some controls on it yeah. and then she can have some freedom on Google right. like they do at the school right. but so it's not it's not one or the other. It's this in-between place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we don't have the ability at this moment to have guests on our show. But I, when we do... We do, but not in a Not, not in the best way. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this Elizabeth, we're going to write to her just because I, I just think it's fascinating. It's that interesting. She, she wrote a book called Childism because we talk about racism and sexism. And like if there's a picture of a, a white guy and a black dude and there's something demeaning towards it, I mean, it would explode and say, how is this... how how does this person get through this life doing being so some, demeaning to another yeah, human being? But yet if it happens to your kid, it's funny. Well, and that's the thing is that a lot of parents are so uncomfortable with what their child needs. You know, their child is crying. Stop crying. Why does that parent want their child to stop crying? Right. It makes them uncomfortable. Right. Their child is anxious. Stop being anxious. You're scared. You're afraid. You're, you know, afraid of cat. Why are they uncomfortable with it? Because it makes them anxious. It's about our stuff. If we can notice our stuff and and listen to our kids, they can express themselves. And it's not always clean and perfect. You you and I do not have perfect answers. We've had to work through some serious things. Every single day we make mistakes. But the thing is, is that what I'm willing to do is work through it. Yeah. And not say, they are this, mm. they are bad. Right. There is something's going on. Right. That's all. When my when something's going on with my girls, we can tell. Yeah. And we're like, okay, got some work ahead of us here. You know, but the, it's worth it. Yeah. That's all. 
Um, so we're going to write to this lady okay. and tell her how amazing her book is, even though I've never even read it. How about me choking and spitting yeah. all over the floor? I didn't, and I didn't even say anything that was that funny. That was a little thing. You know what? I, I don't know if you said something funny or I just choked and then, and then I started laughing. laughing because you were choking on a yeah, radio show? I don't show. really remember, but it was kind of funny. But I had pretty good recovery because sometimes, you know, when you do that and then your throat, yeah, you stays, can't talk. Yeah, well, I, I'm, good, I'm all right. Good recovery. Thank you, honey. Um, so you just talked about being anxious. Don't forget, if you want to not be anxious, you do your five-day retreat. retreat. Um, and then your books, KathyCAdams.com. Yep, KathyCAdams.com. Self-Aware Parent Part 1 and 2. And both of them for $20 on my website. Um, if you go to Amazon, you can get them there, too. They're just more expensive, so yeah. why do it? Yeah, save yourself save some Save yourself some money and go to my website. Yeah, because Thrifty McSaves a lot likes to save money. And not only that, but I ship them out and I sign them. That's I don't right. know if you know that I do that. And but... that increases the value tenfold. Yeah. I'm I'm serious. <laughs> really? At least it is for me. Okay. Maybe the feeling. So the... our last partner is um, Avid Company. Yes. And they do remodeling and rehabbing all over Chicagoland area. And they've done it for us. And they've done it for listeners. And they do an amazing job. Yep. And their number is 630-956-1800. Jeremy Kraft is the owner. And he just runs an awesome company. He does. Lots of such great feedback. Avidco.net, 630-956-1800. So now... We are going to go to the Tournament of Bad slash Good. Oh, good. I'm glad it has a slash. So I'm going to do my silly one first. Okay. Groundhog's Day. Okay. Groundhog Day. No, it's It's called... just one groundhog. No, it's Groundhog's Day. No, it's not all the hogs. Well... It's, it's... just one hog. Okay, it's Groundhog it's him. Day. It's Puck... What's his name? Puxatani Puxatani Phil. Phil. Yeah. So I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the actual event okay. here. Um, I think that when he sees his shadow, yeah. it should mean an early spring. But just the opposite is true, right? Yes, I think so. Because if you see your shadow, that means it's sunny out. Right. And that means the sun is going to stick around. So I think that the Groundhog Day should be reversed. If he doesn't see a shadow, it's going to be colder winter. And if he sees a shadow, it's going to be an early spring. Okay, why don't you write to Phil and talk to him Tuxetone about that? Phil. Yeah, write to the Groundhog. So the I'm other, sure he gets letters. The other tournament of bad is actually a good thing. Okay. We have a really dear friend. Yes. And she has a daughter named May. Uh-huh. And there was, and she's a four-year-old <laughs> kid, right? She's a four-year-old kid, and there was a project, and that project was um, that she had to say something, anything about each of her classmates for an art project. So May had to say something about each of her. So classmates. this four-year-old, okay. so uh, your friend Manisha, the mom, uh-huh. wrote these down verbatim. Like so, she basically talked, and she wrote down exactly, exactly what she said. What they said, and there's about twenty-five. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna... Don't say the kid's name. Right. Just say the thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to bore you with all twenty-five. No, no, just a few. But so, and it's. I don't know if it's going to do its service because it's not in her voice. But basically, she said, "Well, what do you think about this boy? Him, this boy." She says, my favorite thing about him is sometimes he bees funny, funny, funny <laughs> at the same table where I work. What about this boy? I like one of his pair of shoes. His pairs of shoes. His pairs of shoes. And then what about... This other boy. That's... This well, other boy's friend. That's his, he's great at running. Yeah, that's important. Um, what about this girl? What, oh, it's a... It's, it's a, a boy. boy. One of his clothes is a shirt and a little tie stuck to a shirt. <laughs> that's a lot of words. What about him? After Thanksgiving, he asked, he asked if I can go to a party of his. Can we still go? That's her thing that she likes about him. Even though it's February. Yes. Um. What about this girl? Rachel is good, 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 you good. You said her name. Oops. I know something. <laughs> ab- I know something good about her. She has a good shirt that looks good. <laughs> um. And then what about this girl? I like. I like her. She likes foxes, but she and another girl. Another girl called them foxies. And then last, 
She asked about herself, and what did she say? She said, I like myself because I like horses. That's right. So that's May. Well, and here's the thing that's so great about I don't know these. if that translated. Well, it I doesn't matter. I thought it was matter. hilarious. Well, we, we know her. Yes, I know. And But I'm glad you did a tournament of good because here's the thing. This is a perfect example of asking a child their opinion Mm -hmm. about something and about people and allowing them to say whatever they want. Because I think a lot of parents would say, no, say something good about, you know, this or that, or no, that's not good enough. Like the one boy, she said, I like his shoes. Mm -hmm. A lot of parents would say, oh, that's not good enough. Let them express. I mean, if they said something mean... That's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. But if they're just saying what reminds them of this person, I think it's very valuable. And I think it's respectful to allow her to share in her own words. So I really think that it's a it kind of connects to what we're talking about here. I'm glad it all ties together. Well, I like it when things tie together. So um, retreat uh, starts we, Monday. Th- yeah, this is your third time. February 18th. <laughs> And your book. You know what we didn't talk about was Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, on Valentine's Day, I just have a little hint for if there's any dads listening or husbands. Chocolate and flowers. Or men or partners. Ask your partner what they want for Valentine's Day. Instead of... Um, Flowers and chocolates are great, and maybe you already have a tradition and this is unnecessary, or maybe you have an open communication where this is unnecessary, but I think a lot of times we make assumptions about what the other person wants for Valentine's Day. Like, you know, like a lot of husbands come home with like lingerie or something, Mm -hmm. and they assume that Valentine's Day is about something specific for them, Mm -hmm. and really Valentine's Day is a time to show someone you love them, and by doing that, maybe it's the fact that you come home and say, tonight, you have the night off, I'm in charge. Go to a movie. Or, yeah, go be by yourself. Or like what you did, you texted me and said, we got a sitter or I took, you took care of getting the sitter. We're going out to dinner. That's a huge gift because I don't have to get the sitter. I don't have to figure out where we're going. You did it. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, and you know me and you know, that would be great. But just instead of making assumptions. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, if you have your first Valentine's Day and now you're on your 15th anniversary, you probably want to mix it up and do something different. Ask and just ask. Because you know what, you know what I would love? Like for my birthday, I'm just telling you now. Like a full day where you're like, go, mm-hmm. go, be gone, or we're going to leave. Right. You have the house. Right. That's like a huge gift because that rarely happens. Right. I mean, I can't say it never happens because right. it does occasionally, but I really got to figure out how to make that right. happen. And um, that's a gift. Okay. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Communication is the key to living life successfully. That's beautiful. You know who says that? My mother. Yeah, your mom says that. I think she says cooperation is the key. Well, she should say communication. She could put that word in there, too. That's right. All All right. right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Share us on Facebook and all that stuff. And iTunes. And have a happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Adios.